the college football experience, UCF golden night season preview on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog. Make sure you head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a free $25. Yes, you can use the uh, free $25 to enter their Best Ball Mania 2. First place in Best Ball Mania 2 gets a million dollars. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at a million dollars. Drafts are happening constantly, and it's not just NFL. They also have NBA, MLB, and more. UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN for your chance to win a million dollars. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, of course. Don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store today. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yes, yes, woo! Welcome, welcome to the college football experience. UCF Golden Knights, Patty C. Very Golden Knights season preview. Boom. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Let's go. And I'm joined by my co-host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for woo. The burrito eating. Yeah, buddy. Spinal. Sideline kiss stealing. A wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hello. Hello. You play to win the game. That's right. You don't play to just play it. You play to win the game. And we're talking about Patty C. This is UCF, man. A team that knows something about winning some games. This. This is a team that has a national championship in the past five years. This is a rich program from Blake Bortles, great porn star name, <laughs> to Dante Culpepper, to Brandon Marshall, to all these other great players at UCF. I'll go retro and you go Sean Jefferson. Remember Sean Jefferson, the receiver from the Patriots and there the Chargers? Who's the linebacker with uh, the one hand on the uh, Shaq Griffin? Boom, nice pull. They got players, man. Mike Hughes, I mean, we can go on and on and on. UCF is a rich program and hey, they've won a national championship in the past five years. Now let's talk about this team because Josh Heupel takes the job at Tennessee, follows Danny White to Knoxville, which I think in hindsight, seeing this 12 team playoff thing working out, probably a horrible move (laughs) because now UCF sitting there laughing their way to the playoffs. I think most years in, in a situation to at least be, I think it's a better job than Tennessee pending a 12 team playoff. I think UCF is a better job than Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, uh, when you think about this, okay, let's say 
uh, the American and the uh, Mountain West get that sixth playoff spot, especially if the uh, Big 12 folds and there's still six playoff spots, yeah. then the American's going to get a spot every year. But assume they trade years with the Mountain West, then that's once every two years, right? And then with Cincy being in the division and then maybe one other team winning it, that's once every six years you're going to find yourself in the playoffs. Jo- and you're also located in Orlando. Yeah, and Tennessee is not going to make the playoffs, yes. but once every 20 years. Probably. And Tennessee has sanctions that are about to be dealt to them. Yeah. Look, you got a big payday, Josh and Danny, but your work is cut out for you. And then in comes in Gus Malzon. Patty C, I know you're a big Gus Malzon guy. I do like me some Malzon. Are you, look, he's a, he's won a national championship. He's been a great coach everywhere he's been. Yep. Are you at all worried? about him with coaching quarterbacks. Sure. Because I'll say this when he's at his best, he's using a mobile quarterback and it's very gimmicky, but uh, very successful when he does the, the Bo Nix era or uh, some of these other quarterbacks, I believe what Nick Marshall, Oh, he went to the national championship with Nick Marshall. Who's the other co- quarterback I'm thinking of uh, like the more statue with Stidham Stidham yeah. to me, like Stidham really struggled there. And I thought it was a dumb move for Stidham to go to Auburn, but Dylan Gabriel, who's definitely dynamic and he's got some wheels, he's got some athleticism. Is this going to hurt him that Gus Miles on's the quarterback? Uh, probably. Or, I'm sorry, not the, the quarterback the is the head coach. Yes. Yeah, it's probably going to hurt his NFL prospects a little bit, but I think he has established himself as you know a talented thrower and a, and a polished passer. So uh, again, though, I think he's a bit undersized. So. Uh, you need everything you can working in your favor for you when you're that size and having a coach. He's a baller. Uh, I just wonder about that's the one real one. I mean, if you look at Bo Nix last year, that was a disaster for Auburn. I've always felt like with quarterbacks, if he's not running them, they're not very good in his system. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this team hasn't lost uh, Auburn. I should say uh, Malzahn hadn't lost less than four games since 2013. So he's a good, no, he's a great coach everywhere else. I think he's a genius coach sometimes on some of those play calls, but there are times where he has a little bit of hype in him where you outcoach yourself. Yeah. Um, but Dylan Gabriel is a stud. There's no denying that. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in all of college football. Uh, the res- the, the receiving game. Well, first off he brings back his entire offensive line. Yeah. Check Mark on, on normally yeah. teams like that are going to hit the yeah, over. stepping into a nice right? situation there for sure. Uh, however, Receiving Marlon Williams is gone, but Jalen Robinson and Ryan O'Keefe are back. And I, I even would make the argument that they're better at receiver this year. I know that sounds crazy, but they, they go out there very active in the transfer portal. And so you adding uh Brandon Johnson from Tennessee, I think this guy was proven to be decent at Tennessee. I think that's a big get. And then Nate Craig Myers. I liked his game at Colorado state a lot. Uh, getting these key, these receivers. I think this, this room is now just loaded um, so I think they'll be fine there. I, I think it's th- surprising to say that because they were electric offensively or the number eight, uh, scoring offense last year and passing was, you know, the basis of that offense. So to be able to improve on that, but it, from the, the names you just put out there, I kind of agree with you. I think they're going to be loaded at, at wide receiver this year. And then, um, running game. Now that this is where it gets a little interesting because Greg McRae and Otis Anderson are gone. All right. They, they do have Ben Thompson who had about 400 yards rushing on 73 carries a season ago, but they also have RJ Harvey. It was a Virginia quarterback. That's making uh, the transition to running back. And it apparently had a really good spring. Um, there's also been Tavius Thompson 
Um, maybe that's who they go with. They also added, I, I think it's going to be a mixture of everyone, but they added Northwestern transfer Isaiah Bowser. Bowser played major game. I mean, he started a lot of games there. I mean, he played a lot. So they have a slew of running backs. Now I don't know that any are as good as uh, the, their previous running backs, uh, McRae and, 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 and Anderson, but I'm sure someone will emerge, but those two were, were pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, but once again, bringing back the whole low line, you gotta like that. Patty see this offense last year, eighth in scoring 25th in rushing fourth in passing second in the nation in total yardage. Yes. Wow. Yeah, maybe uh Hypel not getting the credit he probably deserves for getting that thing going as well as he had. Um they did take an ass whooping to BYU in the Boca Raton Bowl though. But uh let's Meanwhile, Auburn last year 89th in scoring offense. So oh, let's hope he's able to step it up and, and improve on that. Well, defensively, they got six starters back from a season ago, but uh, bringing in Travis Williams, who was the DC of at Auburn for actually played at Auburn too, played for the Atlanta Falcons as well. Um, I don't know what to make of that. I don't, uh, this team also, you know, they they have talent. I mean, once again, transfer portal, they, br- they bring in safety, Chad Brown. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, not Chad Brown. They bring in cornerback Jarvis Ware from Missouri. They bring in Marco Domeo from Auburn, a four star. He kind of, I mean, he took a lot of guys from Auburn over. I should also note they did bring in Jordan Johnson, a wide receiver from Notre Dame as well to in that receiving core, uh, just a loaded receiving core. But uh, I don't know what to make of this defense. L- l- last year, 92nd scoring defense, mm. 93rd against the rush, 121st against the pass, charting at 123 overall. Patty C, very gimmicky, perhaps wasn't last year, but they get two of four back on the D line. They get two or three back in the linebacking core, led by Tatum Bethune, or led by Tatum Bethune, and just uh, two of four in the secondary. But once again, you're installing a brand new defense. If you're going to do it, perhaps this is the year. I just don't know that they can improve that much on defense. I mean, yes, you're bringing in some some guys. Uh, well, from- you said he's bringing over the Auburn defensive coordinator with him, right? Yeah. Let me tell you, Auburn's uh, last four defensive uh, okay. standing scoring wise, eleven. 14, 17, and uh, 38 in the nation defensively. So maybe Gus Malzahn, a better defensive coach than we're giving him credit perhaps, for. Perhaps. Certainly better than Josh Heupel. I agree. This, yeah. I think the defense just by default will improve then. Yeah. Um, well, when you have a little more running in your offense, you know, that, that's bound to keep the opponent scoring down a little bit. So the, how are they doing recruiting wise? Recruiting wise, they have finished over the last five years. 55, 62, 60, uh, 75th and uh, 58th. But within the AAC during that uh, stretch, first, second, first, seventh and fourth. So they should has fallen off a little bit. He he was falling off. I think Malzahn, I mean, he's done a great, he's a great social media presence. Yeah. I think think Malzahn's going to help them. They will uh, come back up. Sitting right now I, at number sixty, I, I'm going to go ahead and say this: Gus Malzahn is a much better head coach than Josh Heupel. Okay, I don't know that that's going to may mean that UCF is going to win more national championships. Yeah, I don't know if that means they win the AAC because with with what Fickle's doing at Cincinnati, I think he's committed to Cincinnati with with his son being there. Yeah, um, and his whole like six kids yeah. living in Cincinnati. So I wonder, I w- I just wonder about. Uh, We'll see. We'll see the win total. Patty's he's sitting at nine and a half. You look at if you were just to pull up UCF 
football seasons. I know a season ago they were just uh, six and four. Surprisingly, that was my thing about Hypo last year. Was like this team didn't. They they should have won these games that they lost. In my opinion, <laughs> like okay, the Cincinnati game, I'll give you. I think Although Cincinnati they had a better the lead team for a lot of that game. Yeah, but I mean the Memphis game. What the fuck? It was almost like the Pitt game when yeah. they played Pitt two years ago. They should have beat Pitt. The, and and to me, Hypo out coached himself. It was like, dude, you had this, but but if you take away the COVID season, Hypo was ten and three, nine and three in the regular season, so that would have been under. Uh, twelve and one, right? That's and, pretty darn and good. And third, er, and then Frost was thirteen and zero. Man, I don't know. You it can't makes, be mad at a guy for going twenty two and four over a two year period. I mean, this team has been been killing it. They've had Patty C since two thousand ten. They have had six double digit win seasons, six. And remember last year they only played 10 games. So they have taken a step forward as a program. That's for sure. A hundred percent. And uh, that started under George O'Leary. Shout out George O'Leary. Um, let's, let's get to it. Nine and a half is the win total. I think the schedule, I actually think they nailed it with the number. Yeah. Cause yeah. I think this is one of the harder ones to project. Like I think the schedule, they don't have back-to-back away games. So the AAC doing them a solid, but at the same time, some, some tough it's tricky. I mean, th- I can't wait for this fucking game, man. Yeah. This is the, like when they moved this to Thursday night, I was like, this is, I don't care. I mean, yes, Minnesota, Ohio state's out there. Obviously I ECU app state is one that I can't wait to watch, but Boise state UCF, such a great game. It's amazing. These are the two, like in terms of national championship contending like conversation teams in the yeah. group of five. These are definitely the two that have emerged most both. And, and they're both like mirror images right now because both breaking in new coaches that I think will succeed. Yeah. Both with stud quarterbacks. Yeah. Absolute stud quarterbacks. If anything, Boise's got multiple stud quarterbacks. Um, oh man, I, I kind of like what's returning at Boise state more, but that's a far trip to the bounce house. Gun to my head, I'm taking Boise. But I I think this is a hundred percent a fifty fifty game. I saw that line was at four and I took Boise, right? Yeah. I think like the only reason why I, I lean a tad bit, but this place is gonna be lit. I think I might go UCF. And you know I don't Florida's know. gonna have a full full but crowd. But Boise always shows up in these games. Yeah, they, they always, always show up in these games. The question I'm going is, Boise, dude. UCF uh is the Boise of the East, and so it's not them taking down a power five. I don't know if they're gonna have that mojo that they normally do. I'm sure they'll still show up for a big matchup. But they're still not, look, as much as I like UCF, they're still not Boise. Boise has beaten a lot of well, like, historically, I would agree with you. But what are UCF's wins? Like, what Auburn and, and Alabama. Georgia and Alabama? No one. Yeah, uh, six and six Alabama or whatever they whatever. were. Whatever they milked that shit. Yeah. Alabama didn't schedule them again. That's right. Right. And uh, but at the same time, I'm talking Boise has really done Boise's it. Man. Everyone. Like multiple Oregon yeah. wins, multiple Washington wins. Uh, Obviously, Virginia Tech, Oklahoma, Georgia. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Florida, Florida state, state in Tallahassee, yeah. uh, just all, all over pretty much anyone they played. They slot the shit out that's, of Virginia. That's what I'm saying. That's my fear for this one Yeah, is like, I want to say, man, the bounce house is going to be lit. I imagine they're going to be a capacity, but then I'm like, I think Boise's the way, well, if this is a fact, Boise's way more experienced. Yeah. Who do you so, think uh, got the better quarterback Bachmeyer or uh, Gabriel for the pros or 
for this game. Well, I'll tell you this, Malzahn scares the shit out of me if I'm Dylan Gabriel. So yeah. I'm gonna say Bachmeyer. But know? If, if I had said that at the end of last year, I would have said Dylan Gabriel. Yeah. Interesting. Well, obviously with when you have the number two offense in the country, you kinda have to lean Gabriel there. This is the best game maybe of week one. I mean, obviously Georgia Clemson is gonna be amazing. But well, but but I think there's there's not a lot of value in that game though. I yeah. think both teams can still be in the playoffs. That's right. That, that's yeah. not an eliminator game for either team. That's what I'm saying. So Penn yeah. state, Wisconsin and, and really Boise state UCF are yeah. the ones that Any, like, like the fringe title chances that uh, both of these teams have for, for these people that say uh, before the whole season was a playoff. No, it's not for Clemson, Georgia. Yeah. Perfect example. Right. All right. They can easily lose that <laughs> yes. game and probably will still get in the playoffs. I almost want to guarantee, especially Clemson. Guarantee if Clemson loses that, they're in the playoffs. They're still in the yeah. playoffs. Right. Um, anyway, Boise State, gun to my head, give me Boise. I just feel like until, uh, I can't fade a team that shows up every time these season openers happen and they win. I can't do it yet. Well, I can, and I'm going to take UCF here. Okay. I do think, I wouldn't be surprised if I lost this one. Home. To Bethune Cookman, the Wildcats in week two. That's a blowout. UCF gets it done. I got him at one and one. You got him at two and oh. Yep. At Louisville. This one is the one I think you circle too for this your win shoot, total. This is a shootout. This is a shootout for sure. Uh Louisville coming off Eastern Kentucky should be fully aware. A Friday night game at a Cardinal stadium. Hey, they got rid of Papa John's Formerly, stadium. Uh, yeah. They, they bomb dropping. They, uh, they, Papa they John. couldn't call it Shaq stadium because now he's the, the voice of uh, uh, Papa, Papa John's. John's? Yeah. Hey. Shaq stadium there at, you the go, shack? Papa John, come on. at the shack. Come on. They got the bounce house. Come to the shack. Oh my gosh. The shack with the cue. I'm saying, so man. Good. You're a genius. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go UCF to, to beat Louisville. Um, this is a I wild one though. I this is too. a wild one again. Yeah. Um, by week before Navy, dude, they prepped this schedule Huge. perfect for them. Yeah, AAC protected AAC, the shit yeah, out of them, yeah. just like they did with Cincinnati. Don't play at Tulsa. Don't yeah. play at Tulsa. Taking a um, page from the book of the SEC and the ACC. Any chance Navy upsets them? Sure, of course. Yeah. Are we kidding here? Because I can tell you this, Patty C. When your run defense is as bad as UCF's has been, I know that uh, Travis Williams has good numbers at Auburn. But if they don't have the run defense fixed for Navy, <laughs> this could get tricky. They are uh, surprisingly, I can't believe this is true. Unless this rivalry finder is wrong. They've only played Navy twice. They were in the West. Okay. They so are not, now with the Yukon leaving, it's only 11 teams. Gotcha. So um, they've won both games. Uh, they won in 2017 and 2018 by 10 points and 11 points. I would expect something similar here. Yeah. Give me them to win. So I got him at three and one home to ECU. This is one we know. <laughs> we know ECU is, is primed for an upset because they're going to be looking at that Cincinnati game the following week and just watch out for my guy Holton Hours. <laughs> you know, I'm an ECU guy. No, I, I'll take UCF here, but this is their most I like played our spot. opponent since coming to the uh, FBS level. And it's a pretty good rivalry nine and seven in favor of UCF. So that bullshit Hail Mary game. <laughs> oh my God. It would be eight yeah, eight. That's, that's what I'm saying. That bullshit. If Hail you Mary guys, game. I forgot this even happened. Colby and I just happened to be watching this on TV. One of the most pathetic, de- pathetic defenses against a Hail Mary yeah. ever. You have three guys on there. The guy doesn't even jump. I wanted to vomit. I wanted to vomit. <laughs> I still want to vomit. And he when just I watch like it. jogs yeah. out of the end zone. It's like the, the amount of effort he went into catching that Hail Mary was like a walk in the park. Absolutely. Want to vomit. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I'll give them that win. So I got them then starting off four and one, Patty C. And then they go up to Nippert Stadium. You know what's crazy? I think Malzahn helps this game. Yeah. Now, Malzahn would knock He's off not Saban all the time. Yeah. I think this game just got closer. Yeah, and it can't get it can't have gotten much closer than it was last year, 36-33. And like I'm still said, taking Cincinnati here because I think October but here's another thing is you get them October 16th, it might not be that cold. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think the about. Uh, what is it? We said it was like forty-two thousand at uh, Nippert. Yeah, it's not that huge of a stadium, but I do think it is a little chippier than, uh, from a crowd standpoint, than people realize. It's tough to win. They have a huge winning streak. It's like yeah. an eighteen-game yeah. winning streak or something. But UCF should have beaten them two years ago at Nippert. Let me see. I want to see the box score to this game uh, because I'm pretty sure in nineteen. It was a pick six on a wide receiver screen. UCF was the better team, man. In my yeah. opinion, in 19 last year, Cincinnati was the better team. There you go. Well, uh, UCF had the lead in this one in the fourth quarter last year. And then Cincinnati yeah. got two late touchdowns. Yeah. So um, yeah, this is going to be a heck of a game. Uh, I do think Cincinnati edges them. Although I I would put this at like 51 49 because I think Cincinnati is going to take a slight step back from a talent standpoint. I don't know that that means they're going to lose any more games. But they're going to play in some closer games than they did last year. I got them losing is or UCF uh, losing this one, but yeah. Um, so that's the, your second loss for them. That surprise me, obviously, if they won that. Yeah, that's their first loss for me. That's oh. my that's my second. Uh, then they're home to Tulane, or no, I'm sorry, they're home to Memphis on a Friday night. I think they get Memphis. I'm not sold on Silverfield, and they own Memphis. Yeah, uh, I was just looking. <laughs> last at year was their first win, and they were up by like 17. Like UCF shit the bed last year against Memphis. They were the better team. I don't know how they managed to lose that game. Yeah, uh, UCF leads that series thirteen to one, and that was the one time last year. It was a crazy game. Oh, so Silverfield's one and zero. Yeah, fifty to forty nine. Dude, yeah. UCF was up like twenty one points in the fourth quarter. I feel like in that game, man, and lost. they do they do own uh, Memphis. Memphis. That's crazy. Uh, the following week, they're at Temple, October thirtieth. That could be sneaky cold. That could be sneaky. Obviously, they've they've pulled off a miracle <laughs> could there. Could be sneaky. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take them to beat Temple in Lincoln Financial. Uh, the following week after that, you got them beating Temple, right? I do, but I, we're starting to get into the point where I think they're going to take a, a second loss just j- just on the law of averages here. But uh, I'm not going to identify that game in particular, although that would be on a short list of potential losses. Well, November six against Tulane. How do you see uh, a year ago? They uh, they beat Tulane. Do they do that again? Uh, I do. I, I think they do. I think they uh, have a, a, a huge talent advantage on Tulane, a huge speed advantage, and uh, I don't think this one necessarily is going to be super close. Here is your trap. Here is your trap game. What do you got for me? Sa- I'm with you. They beat Tulane Saturday, November thirteenth at SMU. Yeah. If I have to give them a loss, then this is going to be it. I think they beat SMU if I had to do it in a vacuum and I think they might even beat them during this game. But I think at this point in the season, I have to give them a second loss. So let's make it against SMU. Um, I'm going to take them to win this game. Cause I have them going 10 and two. This isn't an impossible schedule. No, it breaks really nice for them, but I'm saying uh, it's a sneaky game to me because it's, it's kind of a far trip. This one could be cold on, on November 13th and Jim Levitt effect. Yeah. I wonder about how that will, That's a will yeah. bunch of good coaches in this yeah. game. Um, Sonny Diggs, Jim Levitt and Gus Malzahn. Yeah. That's high level. Yeah. Coaching. I can't wait to watch this one. Uh, give me them to, to win that one. And it, it could be a wild one. Then they're home to Yukon. Hey, I love how they're, what's this trophy called again? <laughs> oh, the, uh, the, the, the conflict of the, yeah. uh, 
the civil conflict, the civil conflict, baby. It's look, I like how they kept the, the look, Yukon, you might've wanted to leave the AAC and you did, but you didn't give up on the civil conflict yeah. trophy. All right. By the way, the all-time series two to two. Oh, those Huskies. I, it's probably those road trips. <laughs> How's that possible? Uh, it's probably going up to Connecticut. That ain't no fun for these uh, Florida boys. How is that? So game five and the civil conflict. I think we got to do a solo pod for this one. Uh, I'm seeing a five to two advantage for really? uh, UCF on uh, yeah sports reference. Maybe that goes from before. Cause I'm, I, I'm looking at the civil conflict trophy on, on uh, Wikipedia and it says two to two, two to two. They says they've only met four times. I'm seeing central, uh, central Florida five to two hmm. and some serious ass whippings when, last three when, games. When was the last? Oh yeah. After 17. Yeah. You know what it is is I think they stopped updating this Wikipedia page after 2016 because no one gave a shit about Yukon <laughs> after that. Um, uh, okay. Well uh, yeah, I stand corrected. Anyway, Yukon gets their ass whooped in the bounce house. How about this though? I'm curious. You're fine. This game against South Florida on November 26th. Why you know, are they, you curious? Well, I'm curious because South, South Florida kept it close. They last. did. And that was Scott's first year without spring ball and everything. Like, is there a chance? I mean, they put 46 points up on UCF last this year. This actually has the, uh, this fits that little cliche that, you know, <laughs> you throw out the books when the rivalries uh, included. Um, maybe not though. The previous couple of years, uh, South uh, UCF had won by 28 and 27 points respectively. Last year, they kept it within 12, 46, 58, but a good game. I got them going 10 and two. Give me the over. I, I, I'll say this, man. That Louisville game could make me cash that, or could hit that under. Not, uh, I'm going to take the over because I think between Boise and Louisville, they're going to go one and one. Yeah, that that might be right. That that's probably right. They I might mean, beat Boise but lose at Louisville. That's probably what it will be if I had to get, uh, calculate one of those losses because I think they got an edge on SMU. I think although on the road, I think that's going to be a darn. Could good be game. cold, man. Dallas gets that Dallas on November 13th could be cold. Those would be the potential, really, the potential four losses. Uh, Boise. Cincinnati, uh, Louisville and SMU. So, yeah, I mean, eight and four, I think is your floor here. I think your ceilings 12 I, and oh, yeah, I think 10 and two is what's going to happen. I think so too. 10 and two. I Give could me the see over. 11 and one. I could see 11 and me one too. almost me easily. If they beat Boise and they look good, then I'm like, well, shit, they, they are going to beat Louisville then. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and then, then the Cincy games, yeah. a toss up schedule breaks. Great for them. You know what the best uh, yeah. part about this schedule is that they draw South Florida Temple, ECU, and UConn. Well, UConn's not in the AAC anymore. And Tulane, they N- nope. dude, they avoid Tulsa. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> Tulsa's a thorn in UCF side. Tulsa has won eight of the last nine in this series. So wait, th- so who are they avoiding? They're avoiding Houston, Tulsa, and uh, who's the other team? Is that all of them? No, because they have how many out of conference games? They have four out of conference games. So. They're playing eight opponents. There's eleven. There's a third team that they're not playing, right? Oh boy. Or no, are they are the third team. There's eleven. They're playing eight, and they would be the third. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, still, that's a nice break to not play Houston and Tulsa. Yeah. You know? Kind of works out pretty well for them. All right, folks. Well, uh, look, if you're a first time listener to the college football experience, make sure you subscribe because we are breaking down all 130 college football teams, a podcast for every single team in the FBS and even some FCS podcasts too. subscribe, tell a friend, and also make sure you subscribe to the college basketball experience. Cause Johnny Dawkins, Patty C the NIL. I don't know what the hell it is. UCF returns everybody. This is a really good team 
this upcoming year on paper. They got to get it done, but I expect them to be dancing for sure. Nice in the AAC. Watch out for the for the Knights, the Golden Knights, Patty. See why? Why are they dropping the Golden? They should be. Every time I do that, you got, you got these assholes on the internet say you said Golden. You can't say Golden. Look, well, you can't change your names. All That's right. Right. You guys should have golden socks, golden shoes, golden yeah. shoelaces, golden cleats. Have a golden sword that you run with. That's right. All right. Golden towel. Yes. Golden Tate. Right. All a, right. A knight in shining armor is supposed to be completely solid gold. You are the fucking golden knights. Why would Own they it. take that? Yes. Own come it. on. Come on now. Uh, all right, folks. But uh, yes, yeah, subscribe to the uh, the college football podcast and the college football experience podcast and the college basketball experience podcast. Me, Patty C, N C, Nick, we handicapped every single Division One college football and college basketball game for the past four years. And guess what? We've never had a losing season independently. Each football and basketball season, we've never had a losing season picking every game. So obviously, as a collective, we've been over five hundred. Uh, uh, I mean, we're way over 500 on our locks. We give you all that for free on the SGPN app. Download that app for free in the app store, or Google play store. You will appreciate it. You won't only get our picks, which are proven winners. You know, we have contests where we give away thousands of dollars podcasts uh, with great podcasts, Bill Burr on the show, uh, uh, Mike Leach, who else did we get on recently? Phil Steele was on who else? Yeah. Uh, who, who don't we have? Let yeah. me ask you this. What's that? Did Vegas drop the golden and golden Knights? No, no, they are proud of their gold. Yeah, come on, be the Golden Knights. All right, get it done. Look, but when you download this SGPN app, make sure you leave us a five star review. Say some nice things about us. If you do, take a screenshot. Find me on Twitter at the Colby D, and I and show me that screenshot, and I will send you a College Experience T shirt, brand new at the Colby D. Patty C's on Twitter, Patty C eight three one. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. The college football experiences on Twitter at TCE on SGPN and the sports gambling podcast network is on Twitter at the SGP network. Give them all a follow and make sure you also check out the, uh, the Slack channel sports gambling podcast as well. All right, folks, we're both on the over in the golden Knights. This is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we have.